Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I am tired of this title because it's one of the things from Transformers the movie that we hear over and over and over and over and over in every Transformers since just about. I'm David. One shelf. Have we mentioned how weird it is that stuff that like Transformers the movie gets quoted and referenced so much considering how it's like, it's not like something that's on TV all the time. No. I think the it's hub used to run it every now and then. Yeah, and that yeah. was like a big deal the first time they ran yeah. it. Like, I watched it the first time they ran it because it was such a big deal, even though, like, I have it memorized. <laughs> uh, just to I had make a sure ferret sleeping on me for about half of it. Uh, in fact, uh, this episode implies that those lines may actually be scripture. <laughs> yes. That, I'm not sure if that makes it better or worse. Yeah. And also, does it mean like the entire script is scripture? Is there a section of the Covenant of Primus in which they're arguing about beryllium baloney? <laughs> uh, is, is unchrosmatic an official word in the Holy Writ? There's like yeah. a giant uh, theological debate over which guy turned into Cyclonus. <laughs> well, there is a theological debate on the wiki. <laughs> Whether the other guy's name actually is just Armada. Like, the, the, this is, uh, like there's a giant schism over that. See. <laughs> yes. You got Thundercrackerites, you got Insecticites. It's a whole thing. <laughs> It it is. I mean, it it is interesting that you know it's so like. I mean, I guess they figure anyone who cares that much about Transformers has gone out of their way to get the DVD from Amazon or deep discount DVD or wherever. Two versions of the DVD. Remember when you used? uh... Remember when there used to be other places to order DVDs from? (laughs) I remember those days. Barnes and Noble, although I don't know if you're going to get that there. But. Suncoast. Hey, I did find my CD oh, copy Suncoast. of the Transformers the Movie soundtrack at Barnes and Noble circa 1996. Wow. I was pretty excited. I think excited. I got my soundtrack for the movie at a Suncoast. The first one, anyway. Anyway, so first airing, August 21st, 2011. This is One Shall Fall. My original copy was cassette. <laughs> Okay, you win. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry, young person here. No, I'm, I'm sorry. The, the true winner is M. Cypher, uh, who admittedly bought it later at a, at a used bookstore, but he has it on vinyl, for which I am insanely oh, jealous. Vinyl, huh? I, I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure I bought mine on iTunes. He, he actually, <laughs> found it at a used bookstore that was in sort of semi my stomping grounds like going up there to catch like i think the mst3k movie ah. which i also went into there anyway so this used was, bookstore washington dc so this was, this was co-written by joseph kerr who is still not secretly the joker alas <laughs> And uh, series uh, supervising producer Dwayne Capizzi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, big stuff is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And indeed, even though this is not a technically part one of whatever, 
this is kind of like before the storm uh for, yeah, for your the, beast wars fans it, it is basically the first part of a three-parter that isn't a three-parter but really and even it ends is. on a cliffhanger i mean it's first part of i believe a four-parter yeah oh geez i mean theoretically it's kind of the first part of a seven-parter because there's this and there's a three-parter and the season ends and there's a three-parter to start the next season <laughs> And then um, there's a four-parter after that. And then actually, I think there is a two-parter after that, but it's not connected. <laughs> is this like the original My Little Pony cartoon? I'm sorry. I mean, are, is, is, are a bunch of people about to be turned into demonic centaurs by Victor Caroli? No, it just had extremely long, like, to-be-continued things, like multi-part Ooh. episodes. I didn't realize it was that serial. I knew that there was, like, your... Um, like the, the sort of pilot with the the demonic centaur guy, and then I'm really only familiar with the movie with uh, the yeah. smooths. I thought it was a series of like movies or TV. I mean, I know there was a TV show, but I didn't realize it was heavily serialized. Well, part mm. of that was probably because it was in a format where it was 15 minutes of that, and then 15 minutes of another similar uh, uh, girl-oriented Hasbro property such as Moon Dreamers or Glow Friends. What? I have what no idea what either of those are. <laughs> I think I've heard of Glow Friends. Look Moon it up. Dreams. I like no, Moon Dreamers a lot. They're very pretty. It's a good Moon title. Is... They had glow-in-the-dark hair. Oh! Uh, they were dolls. Celestial with... people who create and deliver pleasant dreams to Earth children. Their main enemy is the evil que- Queen Scowleen. Who attempts to keep everyone awake at night with her nightmare crystals? Yes, so oh. they're like space-themed dolls with glow-in-the-dark hair. And apparently, both the hero and the villain were both voiced by Tress McNeil. Ooh. Huh. <laughs> the more you know. Boy, uh, <laughs> IDW issue. I mean, if IDW had kept this universe going on a little longer. I'm sure we would have eventually gotten Moon Dreamers versus Transformers. I'd hope so. I love Moon Dreamers. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Moon Dreamers versus Gem. They kind of look like Gem babies. That's weird. They they are like the smaller, cuter style of doll. More the like strawberry shortcake than the Barbie, but... Yeah. So we, we like, get your drinks ready and take two drinks, because it is not only prime speech, it is prime quoting scripture speech. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if this counts as a prime speech, because he is just quoting scripture that is a backstory thing. I think that counts double. <laughs> okay, so we're up to um eight, I think. Like, finish your drink. Yeah, that's... It <laughs> like is... He's talking about when the 47 spheres align. Oh, wait, what about the 47 Ronin? It does feel very Beast Wars, especially because it involves a Megatron who believes the prophecy is about him. Yes. Uh, And regardless of whether it is or not, he's going to make it be. Uh, Only, like... I mean, that makes it kind of hard to tell if it is or not. 
You're so vain, Megatron. I bet you think this scripture is about you, don't <laughs> but, you? Like, uh, okay, since you brought that up, we have to bring a contrast. Like, Beast Wars Megatron, I'm not sure if he thought it was specifically about him. He was trying to make himself fit into the scriptures to fulfill prophecies and bullshit. This Megatron is madder than a bag of cats. He's nuttier than a hatter. Like, he thinks it's literally about him. And he's no, having, Megatron like, is... lucid dreams about how it's about him. He is in full-on bug-eyed lunatic mode. And it is yeah. to the point where, like, the Decepticons are like, yeah. <laughs> Even Arachnid is like, yeah. Like, I, I, I am a recreational murderer slash serial killer, and you're freaking me out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, it made me think about 2012 and how it was like this whole thing, this whole alignment thing. That well, was indeed, and this, this and is from 2011, so this was sort of on everybody's mind. Also, I really love that movie. It's so bad. Is, uh, is, that- is it Blue Mancuma who's in that? Yes. Yeah, right. it's got Blue Mancuma. Is that the one with John Cusack? That's the one yes. with John Cusack, and I think Amanda Peet, and I think Danny Glover is the president. There And there's some Woody oh. Harrelson. Yes, and uh, he's the president, and he gets killed when a an aircraft carrier hits the White House. Yes. <laughs> I love disaster movies so much, oh. oh my god. Okay, I... It's a bad movie. I didn't know that happened, that almost makes me want to watch the movie. You need to watch it. It's amazing. And, and wonder if was he on the toilet at the time? That would make it funnier. I think he's in the Oval Office. Oh. Anyway, so uh, and it was written in the Covenant of Primus that when the forty-seven spheres align, a perpetual conflict will culminate upon a world forged from chaos, and the weak shall perish in the shadow of a rising darkness. Have I have I lectured recently on how? Unicron is actually uh more like extreme order. It's definitely come up. <laughs> yeah. I just Although, hey, who's like talking that. about Unicron? Nobody's talking about Unicron. <laughs> okay, fine. Sure. Unicron is definitely not in this episode. No, totally not. He's definitely, no, uh, he comes up and he's definitely called the Chaos Bringer. Yeah. And Simon Furman did that, and he should know better. He read Michael Moorcock. He knows how (laughs) order and chaos work. So anyway, um, the Autobots are kind of not buying any of this. But uh, Ratchet does know, you know, world forged into chaos. That's probably Earth, because we're constantly messing with this dumb planet. Uh, (laughs) Wait, are they talking about that first, or are they talking about... Uh, Jack and, and the other kids looking on conspiracy websites and seeing a picture of Bumblebee and that is that is somehow... coming up later. Okay, because yeah. <laughs> I can. It's, it's not really that hard to do if you have access to the back end of the website. You just change the HTML. To, I mean, I can do that just like shorthand and Notepad. You can just change the URL of the photo to be something else, but to point somewhere else but on somebody else's website. Yeah, you get, God, do you know how easy it is to hack into WordPress? Oh dear. He can- I do not want to know. He just probably either fished or blunt forced, oh, he probably fished, uh, their login credentials. And then he just logs in as them and then just goes in and 
apparently can, no. it's clearly it's using a WYSIWYG editor and he just it was probably blunt force the, the website's password is a line from x-files <laughs> it's probably the password is the lone gunman yeah so anyway, before we get to this uh yeah this this alignment of 47 different spheres is happening in in days and Megatron knows this too because he is on the Nemesis and he is talking to Knockout about how, you know, I, I needed the blood of Unicron so I could conquer the stars with my <laughs> army of zombies. And, and Knockout's all, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure thing, boss. You know, there, there's, there's plenty of, plenty of dark energy on it. There's probably like, you know, out in space or something. And, you know, you were in stasis for a while, so don't push yourself. And then Don't Megatron, have an aneurysm. And then Megatron basically has an aneurysm because he's talking about how he he is the rising darkness. Yes. <laughs> he just jumped straight off the deep end. And it's at this point that Knockout's really wishing that he was an actual medical doctor so he could write prescriptions. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, like trying to get Megatron to take prescriptions would work. Possibly I'm, subject him to things. involuntary not I mean, you gotta, you gotta, like, crush him up in some jam or something. Yeah. Or alternately, the prescriptions might be for him, so he could just take a bunch of uh, happy pills while while his boss <laughs> is talking about drinking the blood of Satan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and how it's talking to him and giving him, like, dreams about killing Optimus Prime in front of a volcano. <laughs> Which is looks really cool. It's very metal. It, it, oh. it needs to be the cover of a metal band. I mean, that's basically the Ooh. cover of I think D, of Dio's Holy Diver, except with more robots. <laughs> 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 anyway, so yeah, uh, back to the kids there at the Autobot base, and uh, they're poking around, possibly Infowars.com. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might even it be is... sillier than that. See, WordPress and really most blogs are only about as safe as your email or your Twitter account or anything else. Oh, it's no. just, I don't know if WordPress, if most WordPress just default sites have two-factor authentication. Basically, what I'm saying is that this is a far lower level of hacking than getting into military stuff. Because, this yeah, they're like, just like... Well, yeah, that's true. This I mean, is stuff that Raph can do, like, first thing in the morning before his coffee. Anyway, I just want to see the episode of of Alex Jones' show after he's discovered that Transformers are real. They're, <laughs> they're, they're putting drugs in the water and they're making the spit ores gay. <laughs> uh, oh. And now they're going to catch him in bed with a horror con. <laughs> And then, and then, of course, he forgets entirely about Transformers because he ate uh, too much chili. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Uh. Oh, it's funny because they took his children with him. <laughs> because he's a meat. Oh, that it's horrible. If only they take Twitter away from him and other things. Uh, I think. TV. I think right now he's uh, he's at, uh, he's shilling synthetic energon pills to his uh, to his followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As horrible as that sounds, I think I'd like a character in Transformers like that. Yeah, it's funny when it's fictional. Yes. Yeah, it's better when it's fictional. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they they replaced this picture of Bumblebee on Infowars.com with a a cat in a spacesuit, which uh, they refer to as Mars Cat. It says, "Take yes. me to your feeder." 
which like <laughs> yeah. they're replacing an image with somehow with it's like a video clip because it has sound now. I mean, I guess you could embed sound in the web page, but then it would be the entire web page instead of just that clip. Plus, this is back before that was more common, like the embedded shit on Twitter. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a GIF with a sound, but but this makes Ratchet laugh. Yes, yes. and they think, okay, hey, we made Ratchet laugh. Let's try for uh, let's let's go for the big prizes. Ah, uh, <laughs> hey, I Optimus, uh, you want to see something funny? No. No. I, I love that. I love it so much. And, and Cullen totally nails it. He's not like being mean. He's just, uh, I don't want to see anything funny. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's a very no thanks kind of no. It's great. It's like, could we have that be the entire episode? Them trying to get emotions out of Prime? That'd be a good episode. That's Got just my. Oh, it's raining. I love that moment so much. <laughs> And then they sort of have this whole discussion on, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's the primes. They're not, uh, they're not really funny. They, they don't, they don't, they don't socialize. They don't party. They're, they don't have fun in air quotes. And so, so hey, he, well, well, you know, well, like, what was he before, like, he was Optimus Prime? Well, he was, he was a lot like you, Jack, because that's foreshadowing. <laughs> because that's the character you are is the, like, boring everyday character who ends up being super important because this was written by a boring everyday person. <laughs> I mean, not too boring and everyday because it was written by somebody who, you know, write, writes cartoons for a living, but still. I know, but that's just like that, that kind of fiction, like where, why that's such a thing. Yes. I caught Rod being a boring everyday guy who's the chosen. I mean, it would be weird if Prime was like Miko before he became Optimus Prime. That would be amazing. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I could see Megatron being like that. I kind of feel like he was. I kind of feel like Optimus was really more like Rad. Yeah, he was. I mean, as I think we're going to find out later, he was basically a librarian. Yeah, yeah, which I appreciate them. Carrying over from previous iterations. Yes, his, his tragic past as a nerd. <laughs> so sad. Sadly, I don't think we get a, a like Revenge of the Nerds esque, uh, flashback episode. Obviously, Revenge of the Nerds without the horrific we, content that was yeah, okay. Yeah, we do in the not 80s. want Revenge of the Nerds. That's horrible and creepy and rapey. No. Maybe just like, <laughs> such a just past sequences where Optimus Prime is voiced by Eddie Deason. Maybe Revenge of the Nerds too, and and only upon getting like the Matrix of Leadership does he get like the Peter Cullen voice. <laughs> Before he's just like Doctor Frank. Oh, I was thinking Booger, but uh, Frank works. Ah, uh, hey, uh, our RC. I was wondering if you would uh, go to the Robo Prom with me uh, later on. Anyway, so so as they're explaining all this, uh, Agent Feller. Radios in and says, uh, yeah, the, the Decepticons have basically been pulling a Carmen San Diego worldwide. <laughs> yes. Stealing various parts and things from random places, including a, and I quote, Tesseract. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, um, Me- Megatron is making an infinity gauntlet? What? <laughs> oh no. And interestingly, this came out the same year as that first Captain America movie. Yeah. Although I'm not, uh, I can't remember if they called it the Tesseract in Captain America or if it's just I in. I think they um, did call it. I think um, okay. Weaving called it Tesseract. I think. Okay. 
So yeah, so that's like parallel development. Yeah. There was also a a comic book store in Fairfax, Virginia in the 90s called the Tesseract. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) Cool story, bro. The end. (laughs) So so anyway, they they put this stuff together to figure out, okay, they're building a space bridge like the one that we blew up back in the pilot. Now, Agent Fowler does say that they thought it was mech until they actually managed to get some security footage of what happened, which... On one hand, it's like, that's a lot of stuff going on to not get the security footage. But on the other hand, given that what the security footage showed was sound wave, that kind of explains why they never got any security footage. <laughs> I imagine that he probably has the ability to destroy all, like, electronic storage devices within a mile or something. He destroys magnetic tapes. Yes. Yes. And I, uh- I assume that the only footage of him is like that old Bigfoot footage where he's just kind of loping away from the camera. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, the, um, crap, I forget the name of that tape. Is it the, pa- is it the Patterson tape? Patterson, yeah, it's Patterson, I think it's Patterson something else tape, like two cowboys or whatever. Oh, it's such a nice looking tape and it's complete bullshit. <sighs> oh, the Patterson Gimlin tape. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, there's definitely a guy with, uh, there's definitely a guy who works for Fowler who thinks that that's just, uh, footage of a guy in a robot suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a Yeti from Doctor Who. Uh. So yeah, they, uh, they're, they're gonna build a space bridge. This is obviously bad news because they're looking for more dark energon. <laughs> Dark John. So we're back on the Nemesis. You know, knockout and sound. We tell Megatron, we, okay, we got everything on your shopping list. We just need a power source and we got to get it from this human base. And so Arachnid, who I, I keep forgetting is with the Decepticons, says that she can just <laughs> tunnel in like Bugs Bunny. Yep. But Meg- Megatron <laughs> is not about sneaking in. So we, I'm just sending a buttload of Viacons and they are going to steal it. Yeah, they're not about sneaking anymore. No more in disguise, just flat out, yes. and yet we don't... Well, we do see humans there, but they're the government, so they already know, but... Uh... Oh, yeah, and um, is this where Megatron's eyes go from creepy red to creepy purple? They're all creepy purple, because the, the, the darkness is rising within him. Yes. And, and yet the, the, the purple is less menacing than the red... It's like red with white white irises. It's it's really it is a little upsetting. He's yeah. definitely and and he's definitely chewing some scenery all oh, yeah. through this with his and sharp enough, teeth. And as well, we get a rare bit of knockout and arachnid interaction, and they're all ah uh, yeah. He's he's going insane, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And again, you're getting yeah. this from me, arachnid, actual serial killer. Yes. <laughs> That's like when your friend Jeff Dahmer says, oh, yeah, that guy's a little loopy. (laughs) Hey, can I make you a sandwich? (laughs) Back to the episode. Yes. So the uh, Optimus Bulkhead and RC, they go to this base. They fight a bunch of Viacons, but then Megatron himself is there. And But as he's headed out in vehicle mode, which we haven't seen much of, which is too bad because it's a cool-looking vehicle mode. 
It it's it's neat. It's weird. It's it's very much like his first animated design. Well, and it's also very is, similar to his movie design in the first movie. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. yeah. The animated design was sort of based off the movie or one of the early sketches of the movie design with like a wider front. And mm-hmm. this has like, it's weird. It's like sort of like Cyclonus with the front end of a Buick stuck on the, the front. I like weird. how alien looking it is while still being like a recognizable aircraft. Like, it, yeah. it is like a Cybertronian mode, but it's not like a pretender, we folded this guy's legs over his torso, and now he's a jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's weird folded angles and panels and shapes. Yeah, and actually, the toy is a fairly complex transformation. It's pretty cool. Uh, I only have the, the Piranacon, or Seacon oh, okay. version. Well, that one does look awesome. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. I love it. So, and as he's there, he's just, like, Bumblebee is kind of lagging behind. I guess he and Raff are gonna, they were gonna go out, like, racing. Uh, but, you know, they called it, like, an all-points bulletin, so they gotta get back. But not before Megatron spots him and just shoots up Bumblebee. And Bumblebee is mostly okay, but he basically electrocutes Raff. <laughs> so, of everything that's happened in this series so far, the first human to be seriously injured is not Miko. Yes. <laughs> it's never the one you expect. Wow. No. Yeah. It's apparently not. So yeah, they there's a big confrontation with Megatron. Bumblebee like comes in and he's got he's just like cradling this dead kid. And like maybe that was the wrong place to bring him, Bumblebee, like maybe take him to the base. <laughs> and so like you know, Megatron, they take, they get the power source, he pieces out. It, it, uh, it is really, like, sad looking. He's <laughs> just like, I think I broke him. Like, they do a very good job with Bumblebee. Like, considering he doesn't really have facial features apart from his eyes. Yeah, but they he's really got make him big old mournful. round eyes. Oh, he does. And they would be <laughs> wet with tears if he could cry. Yes. It's just, it's, it's very sad. And, and, and he hands him off, ends up handing him off to RC so he can, again, Bulkhead's always the one holding other people back from like <laughs> throwing themselves at, at enemies because now it's, he's holding Bumblebee back from going and doing what Ratchet did last episode and trying yes. to punch Megatron in the face. Which Big is, and, and as we've noted, when Bulkhead gets enraged, it's always terrifying. Because yes. there's nobody who can hold him back. He's the guy who no. holds people back. <laughs> yeah. Like, if he's mad at you, maybe just kill yourself. <laughs> maybe just hide. <laughs> so, so well, RC and Bumblebee go back to base, uh, Optimus and Bulkhead are stealthily, question mark, climbing the nemesis' of hull. Like, those are like the two least stealthy guys you have, but it's working. <laughs> They're trying so we we get back uh, we get back to the base everybody is freaking out and ratchet it's kind of like the first uh US issue of Furman's run because he's mm-hmm. just like tossing his tools around angry because he can't fix raf cuz he only knows how to fix robots and like all his oh, yeah. all his tools are like power tools <laughs> all he's got are wrenches and yeah he's he's very upset because he can't do anything here because as he says he was didn't think to bother learning about human stuff like yes i mean even if you're going to be snobby about their level of technology like biology might be important yeah 
Well, and, and I mean, he takes himself to task for this. Yes. I mean, Poor guy. He, since he turns into a, like a, an ambulance and all. Yeah. So they're all, hey, uh, good news. Uh, we know a nurse. Yes. And it's, and it's, uh, it's my mom. <laughs> so, so light the Marky Post signal, everybody. Yep. We're calling in June Darby. I assume the, it's like the bat signal, except it, uh, it plays the night court theme. <laughs> Da, 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 da. <laughs> Meanwhile, Megatron is just tripping balls again. He's so crazy. <laughs> He's having another vision. It's another volcano, and this time there's like a creepy horned devil robot face uh, made of rocks. <laughs> and in case you didn't get it, he then talks about the bloody Unicron. <laughs> and I think this is about where he calls him the Chaos Springer, because my notes <laughs> like, but... But destroying everything doesn't bring chaos. Yeah, so he takes up, he says, hey, knock out Arachnid, you build this space bridge. I have to meet my destiny. And then he flies off. No, but yes. he should. <laughs> so I'm sure so- they're actually all super relieved that he's gone, honestly. I mean, if he's going to do something crazy, at least he's not doing it around me. Yes. Go do your crazy somewhere else. So June gets there. You know, she takes a look at Raph and she's all, yeah, like, you know, I don't know what's wrong with him and he's going to die. Yeah. He's dying. I don't know what's wrong with him, but it's definitely killing him. Yeah. I mean, he's just this poor little guy. He's so small. And, and Ratchet is very upset here. Again, we get a lot of Jeffrey Combs acting because he's, you know, he's really sort of, despite not liking these children initially, he's really come to, come to accept them and he really, like, has come to need Raph. Mm-hmm. Aww. And so, meanwhile, back at the Nemesis, uh, Prime has kind of taken what, Ra- what Ratchet told him in the last episode to heart. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, uh, and he makes a speech! Yay! Oh, yeah, it's about how he must destroy Megatron. Take another drink! Much like Frankenstein, Megatron must be destroyed. Give me your face. Oh, he is taking names and taking faces. Yeah, he's, this is definitely like warrior mode prime at this point, which, you know, we've seen him fight, but I don't think we've seen him like in determined warrior mode. No, and I mean, I'm okay with this because unlike prime in the movies, he's not doing this all the time. Yes, this is like an exception. It's like more significant because this is not normal for him. It's not not in character, but it's not like yeah, this it's it's something is definitely things are things are big. Things are a big deal. So indeed, indeed he even like he sends bulkhead like he, you know, take this power source, get back to base. I got to do this alone and Kinda, I don't want to see you, I don't want you to see me murdering this guy. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Megatron gets to this volcano, the, the spheres are aligning, and Prime just uses like the wrist communicator on this Viacon that he knocked out, which is kinda cool. Yeah. To just like call out Megatron. So he gets there, and yup, it's one shell stand, one shell fall. <sighs> and again, this is where it implies that is in the Covenant of Primus. 
Yeah, and Megatron's ready with a response because well, that's they've both read it. Yeah, they they know how this goes. It's like if uh, Prime said to be, and then Megatron was all or not to be. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Well, that, then he'd just be Christopher Plummer from uh, from Star Trek Six. Yeah, which of course would be uh, which uh, of course is not him. That's actually breakdown because they both have eye patches bolted to their skulls. <laughs> Best way to do it. However, I, I'm willing to believe I that Adam imagine breakdown quoting Shakespeare. That, that I'm no, willing to believe that Adam Baldwin has never appeared in Shakespeare. <laughs> oh, let's hope probably not. never read any Shakespeare. Although, actually, unless he was in Romeo X Juliet. Actually, come to think of it, Joss Whedon did do that. Much ado about nothing, was it? Yeah. Yeah, and but he did that later, and I don't think he would have invited him. I'm not sure if that was like post Adam Baldwin is a known creep. I mean, it it had I think uh, it, was. it was it had Coulson in it. Not that long ago. And looking yeah. over this, uh, shockingly, he is not in it. Yeah. Good. Uh, not shocking. It does have Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Of course, Nathan Fillion's always fun. And um, the one who is either Garfunkel or Oates. Uh, the, the tall one or the short one? The tall one, the blonde one. Oh, okay. I think that's... I don't, I don't remember which one's it's... Garfunkel? I don't remember the name. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, she is Garfunkel. Kate Micucci is Oates. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it is time for a, what I must admit is a pretty cool Prime Megatron fight. Yeah, it starts off with the, the lines that I've gotten tired of, but it, it's a really good fight. It, it's very much punching each other in the face anime stuff. Oh yeah. Which I like. They, they, there's like a simultaneous face punch. The, the cross counter. Yeah. Yes. Hot uh, Rod isn't there to mess everything up and get Prime killed. There. There's a lot of close combat fighting for two guys who are mostly fighting with guns, though. Well, Prime... Like, they're fencing with their guns. Are they, did they know Gunkata? What's going well, on Well, also, here? Prime's using, like, the sword hand that he has. Well, yeah, but, like, Megatron also has a sword hand, but there's also a lot of gun shooting. So, somehow, they shoot into each other's barrel of their guns, which knocks them back, but I guess it's Energon as their ammo, so who the hell knows how that works. Yeah, Energon can do anything. It's like science. <laughs> Prime's also slashing away blasts from the cannon as if they were bullets that you can somehow attack with a sword. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, Megatron is totally, like, he's all aboard this prophecy thing. He probably also believes in, like, Pizzagate and QAnon and that Avril Lavigne <laughs> was replaced with an impersonator. No. All of that is terrible. No, those are the wrong conspiracies. I'm not sure about the average. Let's go with the correct ones. <laughs> Maybe who knows? Do you also believe that uh, Andrew WK was replaced? Oh, everybody knows there have been like five Andrew WKs. Yeah, come on. Uh, He's like Ultra Magnus in IDW. You don't see the webs within the webs. <laughs> oh, that's why he wears white. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, when... He has a guitar when, shaped like a pizza. He's when Ultra Magnus parties, he parties hard. Parties yeah. hard. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, he's like the anti-Ultra Magnus in that, like, Magnus. Oh, Magnus partying. That, that's a horrific image. <laughs> anyway, so back at the base, Ratchet has come to a realization, and that is that Raph has been infected with dark energy. 
Because, and and this was something last episode we talked about, how, like, they couldn't see Ratchet because he had, like, the the synthetic, the, the, the nucleon. I'm calling it nucleon. <laughs> I don't care if it has a real name. Uh, <laughs> I spit in the face of the wiki. Uh, but, uh, so he's, you know, Ratchet's, like, not, says he's not getting any readings from it. And then he realizes that's because it's dark energon. So he was looking for regular energon with his sensors and not finding it and that was concerning but then his sensors weren't calibrated for dark energon dark so, so it turns out the sensors can actually only see blue they can't see other colors yeah <laughs> can't see can't green see... can't see purple yeah anything else you think just... if it could see blue it would also see purple even if it only saw it as more blue but it's not, it's not the right shade okay <laughs> So they they realize that hey, uh energon is bad for people, but if they've already got dark energon in them, then dark energon expels or the good energy the regular energon expels dark energon. I mean, I and, suppose if it's yeah, like so- dark matter, then like the regular energon would just abs- get absorbed by the dark and cancel it out. It negate I don't know, he's he's balancing his humors. Dark. Yeah, basically that's what he does. It's like, well, it might work. June, get me some leeches. You got a better idea? He's going to die as it is. If we try this crazy thing, he might not die. Because the the diseases inside him might keep them each other in check. He's Mr. Burns. Oh man, he's been reading like, he's been like been speed reading human medical text because he thinks that like human history is like Transformers history where everything's like the same for millions of years. He needs like leeches and a (laughs) bazoar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> June, I need I I I need the fur of a freshly shorn cat. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a doctor. Anyway, and even though they mention expel here, he doesn't like puke up a bunch of purple stuff. He's he just like opens his eyes and he's okay. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah, really more that it, like, absorbs it. it, and they negate each other, and, and his humors are balanced. Yeah, but I wanted some puking. <laughs> it's gotta be humor spelled with a U, though. Well, of course. It needs to be the, the British spelling. I, w- I wanted them to go full Sam Raimi here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, back at the volcano, which is starting to look kind of purplish for a volcano. Yeah, they usually yeah, don't have that much like purple that. well no it's a little bit purple earlier on but then it starts to go full purple it, well no it's after this like they're having a fight it seems even and then primal does primal jump primal kick tire attack oh that was awesome megatron's face which oh that was so cool that that that's sh- should happen more often in Transformers, but I love when they use the vehicle parts. The only other time I could think that it happened was, I think, in a Japanese fan comic for G two. Oh, <laughs> yeah, where um, Hero Prime uses the tires on his chest to crunch somebody's fists, punching him. Oh. Yes, I remember that now. Which I I think the guy that did that is an official artist now. Yeah, I I, I know the guy. I can't think of his name, but he's like an amazing artist. Yes. Ichikawa? I think that's him. Maybe. Hirofumi Ichikawa? Possibly. I I, I could look it up in the wiki. Yes, Hirofumi Ichikawa. Yay! 
I got sidetracked and found out. Apparently there is a Sharktacon Matrix of Leadership. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's official canon and somehow a direct tie-in to Prime in a novel. But... I, what? I gotta reread those novels. But they're always changing forms of government. <laughs> Well, I guess they passed the Matrix of Leadership around. Maybe one time they were attacking and someone just gave them, like, this trinket and said, here's your Matrix of Leadership. I mean, maybe sometimes when it's, like, multiple leaders, they each get, like, a day with it, like it's the Stanley Cup. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, the Shark to Stanley Cup. I mean, they're definitely drinking booze out of that Matrix. (laughs) Losing it on the bottom of a guy's pool. Yeah. Phil Kesselimus Prime's eating a bunch of hot dogs out of it. <laughs> Nobody's getting my Phil Kessel jokes here. Sorry. Uh, anyway, Not so really so good. Prime is like just he is going to make the killing blow. And so he, he puts a sword, like makes the strike. We pan away and I th- I initially thought that it was going to be like, oh, he like he he, he wasn't going to do it at the last minute. That's that's so prime. But no, he was going to do it. But Megatron caught it. Ah, oh, Megatron like he did the, he does did the, the impossible double... samurai sword catch horse shit. That is a well, <laughs> okay. They're probably... robots, so it makes some sense, but it, it's ah, oh, that, yeah. that's an anime thing. That and also, he's watching. getting all purple and glowy now. This volcano has become the Prince Kano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's he's got devil some purple power. Rain. Yeah. So he knocks down Prime, and he is about himself to land the killing blow as he saw in his vision and that's where the episode ends <gasps> well yeah the, the, he goes all dark energon roid rage during an eclipse yes oh, he's awesome I always and like he that. gets all like he's got like little glowy purple like grid markings on him and he's seen tron yeah he powers up he powers up the power block and sets up for more dramatic screenshots. And he hopes that this will be the end of line for Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it does end with that very, very metal cover shot. Oh, yes. With the volcano. Like a rainbow in the dark. <laughs> um, sure. it's, a, it's, a, it's a little Ronnie James Dio. Oh, Dio. I don't know enough Dio. I'm pretty sure that album indeed has an erupting volcano on it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think that's Holy Diver. Mm-hmm. Oh no, sorry, that does not have a volcano on it. It has a a looming like a uh, Chernabog esque demonic figure who is holding like a, a giant chain whip. Ha! Neat. Whilst a guy is like in well, there's like a priest who's being cast into the ocean. Mm-hmm. I guess he's the titular Holy Diver. <laughs> I mean Anyway, this does look like a metal cover Yes <laughs> And yeah, so th- I really enjoyed this I had forgotten how most of this went Yeah, it's good And I'm usually not a big fan of prophecy stuff Yeah, but I don't know I- But I kind of like the idea that It's just Megatron who believes it And is working to bring it about Instead of it just happening Yes Yeah, what? Well- it's well he's sort he's crazy and thinks it is happening is is part of the problem. Yes. I mean Megatron is super bonkers crazy in this episode and it's great. Oh, yeah. It's entertaining. It's I, mean, he, I, I think this is so far the best episode maybe. It's a very or good maybe episode. Maybe the last episode. Ah. 
It's been getting better. I don't know yeah. if I'd go that far, but I'd definitely say it's, I mean, it's definitely a multi-parter, whether it says it is or not. Uh, yes. But yeah. I do like everyone responding to insane Megatron. Yeah, like this, this is not healthy. No. <laughs> yeah. And so that is one shell, one shell fall. Until next, we are all over the internet. We are on Tumblr, we're on Twitter, and we're on Facebook. And we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have Patreon set up for helping with our hosting fees and other expenses. That is patreon.com slash iaconunderground. And uh, for all of our Patreon subscribers, we have uh, bonus episodes every month. This past month, it was a new episode of Kimono Friends. Next month, it's a mystery. <gasps> we don't even know, but we'll figure right. it out. Yes. By the time you listen to it, we may have decided, or we may not. So please, send us your suggestions. <laughs> I could make some suggestions. Send us your good suggestions. <laughs> All right, fine. So please join us next time for One Shall Rise, Part 1. Not technically a movie quote. <laughs> they they yeah, got those out of order. Well, no, there's no One Shall Rise at all. Out of order. You got stand. Well, it's one shall stand, one shall fall. But there's nobody's rising. <sighs> one shall stand, one shall bush. <laughs> so until- one shall dare to believe you can survive. <laughs> dare is a better song, guys. <sighs> so until then, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. <laughs>